Welcome back to Conversations with Royal Empress. You are already aware that we are in season two, but we have a powerful episode coming up for you today. Episode number 11, which is Love, Respect, and Protect the Black Woman. Welcome to this episode. And joining me, and you all know who I am, this is Hakima, and joining me is my sister, my favorite sister from another mother, Sister, ha sister Akilah. Now, today we got two very powerful co-hosts for us. You all know how we do it, but we got a lot of divine feminine energy on this show, but we brought in some divine masculine energy today. Welcome my two guest co-hosts, Brother Minister Hakeem Muhammad and Brother Craig Conwell. Y'all give a shout out to our audience. Peace and blessings to the audience of um, the show. We'd like to thank the moderators for having us on. And I'm looking forward to sharing from the wisdom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Louis Farrakhan. And also we want the guests to sit back, relax, and um, just listen and reason, have an open mind. Peace to everyone. This is Brother Craig Conwell Muhammad. I am honored and privileged to be a guest on your show. And I'm very grateful to be on this with Brother Hakeem Muhammad. And uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation and be it the will of Allah, God, his Christ, we will hopefully penetrate the minds and hearts of our people, particularly our women, and give us men some marching orders on how we should conduct ourselves with respect to the respect and protection of our women. Yes, sir. You know, Already. This, this is a powerful <laughs> energy right here. See, these brothers ain't going to toot their own horn. I'm going to toot it for them. This, I'm going to tell y'all about Brother Craig. He is co-founder of Vision Walkers. He's an mighty, mighty FOI, also an Omega man, and a very powerful brother trying to serve his people. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that, that, that says it all. Um, just a pleasure knowing this brother. And the first time I met him, before he even opened his mouth, I felt that power of that mighty FOI. So I just have to throw that in there. <laughs> Let me introduce our brother, Minister Hakeem. He is a student in the ministry in the class of God. That's powerful. That's real powerful. He's a mighty FOI and a trained, mighty trained soldier. And also uh, my hubby for over 
20 some years to himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I throw that out there, throw that out there. That's part of the bio. That's part of the bio. Okay. <laughs> Today's topic again is to love, respect, and protect the black woman. And what does that mean? See, throughout what's going on today with Breonna Taylor, et cetera, is a strong demand for this conversation to take place. And this is why our brothers are on there. So any one of you can go first. Who wants to just attack this topic to love, respect, and protect the black woman? Brother Craig, oh, you want me to say? Okay. Um, I would like to add that I believe that black men, we need to step up, move out, and control our environment. To control your environment means to control everything within the parameters of your existence and your movement. And if you know anything about security, whenever you are controlling your environment, you must be alert to keep out the wolves that will come in to take that which is valuable. And there can be no more value to the black man than the black woman, than the black children from that black woman. So, what I've learned from my teacher is that the woman in the black community is the representative of the society of that community. And if your woman is down, your community is down. And if your woman is up, your community is up. So you can tell according to the society and the representation in the black community, the ramifications of our community by looking at the black woman. Okay, Brother Craig. Yes, ma'am, thank you. Thank you, Brother Hakeem. Well, I think we as men and women need a comprehensive knowledge of who and what the black woman is. So that will give us the understanding and the desire to know what we should be respecting and protecting. One of the problems is we as men don't have a comprehensive understanding of who the black woman is, what we're looking at, what her role is in this society and in the world and in the diameter of the universe. So consequently, we don't respect her and we don't protect her because we don't know her. And once you know her and come to understand who and what she is, then you have no problem giving your life and taking life if necessary to respect and protect her. So we're gonna start there from my vantage point. That is what we need most of all is knowledge of who and what she is. So when we look at her, we understand what we're looking at, who are we looking at, and to whom we are looking at. And when we understand that, we will move hell and high water to respect and protect her. Ooh, this is powerful. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you said what you said because I want to go into a quote of Malcolm X, a very powerful quote, and it just, both on what you both said, it just really resonates. Uh, the quote is, it was more than, it was quoted in more than 50 years ago, but it's the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. 
and it's still true today. Can I ask one question? Because I, I, I just want to know how do we change that narrative? What Malcolm said over 50 years ago, if it still rings true, what are we doing today to change that? Mm. You know, a solution to that is separation. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the only and greatest solution is to separate. But to separate takes place with two equal parties agreeing to a division. As long as we are under integration and we have the mindset of the colonizers, not only physically but mentally, we will always want to have this integrated mindset that our colonizer or this European have. We must separate first mentally. Then physically, the body will follow the mind. So when Malcolm said the most disrespected woman, the most unprotected woman is the black woman. But I would like to add that the, the least controlled woman on the planet is the black woman. And it goes back again to what Brother Craig said. He said that we don't know who you are. And if we don't know who you are, we don't know your value. And I said this to my daughter once before. I told her, and I heard this from Muhammad Ali. He said, why does God put the, the riches and the, the most valuable minerals on the planet deep into the earth that you may work hard to dig them out? Well, that is the same thing bearing witness to what Brother Craig said, that when we know the black woman's value, we will work hard to mine out that mind that is buried deep in you and to bring out the valuable resources that you may blossom and share your glory to the God and to society. Thank you, brother. And thank you, sister, for that question of um, what are we doing at this point in this dispensation of time to correct that. One of the things that we all need to be engaged in as men is self-development and manhood training. So that we as men, we, a lot of us as black men don't know ourselves and don't know our role and responsibility as men. We have been demasculinized and become feminized because we haven't had or seek to have an example of the masculine principle functioning among black men or a black man as an example to follow because slavery demasculinized the black man. So once we identify the masculine principle in other black men and seek to emulate and follow that example, then we can start developing ourselves into manhood principles. Thereby, we can be trained to become better men, stronger men, disciplined men, more responsible men, and organized men that will maintain, secure, and protect their women, children, the elderly, and the entire community. So that is being started in various pockets across the country. The FOI has been doing that for decades, and we need to get better at it. And there are other organizations that are doing that as well. One of the, the organizations that I co-founded, Vision Walkers, with another young brother, 
we are doing that with our guys, and there are a lot of us in the state of South Carolina, and we are branching out throughout the country. So manhood training is a must to accept the responsibility of being a man and developing the masculine principles that will make sure that we maintain, secure, protect our community. I want to go back to something um, Brother Hakeem said when you said about not the not control. And a lot of uh, people don't know the difference between control and protection. Because they think, like we're having this conversation, and I'm sure there will be people that will say, well, we don't need men to protect us because that, they're just trying to control us. How do we respond to that? What's the difference between controlling the woman and protecting the woman? I'm glad you brought that back up. Because, again, a European mind would have you thinking that control means to lord over. Control means to govern. Control means to preside over an institution that is based on the law of God. It's like children. If you don't control your children in the house, when they get out into the public, they'll be uncontrollable. And a law that is set out in the public will then take over and control them. So we are all set under a law. And I don't want the sisters who are listening, even so the men, because this is for the men as well. All of us are controlled, but it doesn't mean to the port of Lord Master. It means to teach, to guide, to train, to uh, have a responsibility to uh, even learn. Because as a teacher, have a responsibility to teach. The student has a responsibility to learn. But in that teacher-student relationship, there must be a controlled environment that we move out in. And just like Brother Craig said, again, we have been doing this as uh, in the Nation of Islam, as the FOI, we are controlled because there are a set of restrictive laws and rules that we are under that we must adhere to. So again, don't misconstrue control with Lord over. Control, you can't, you can't protect something that, that doesn't obey you and that you don't control. It's not a negative thing. Mothers control their children. Fathers control their household. God control the universe. And we all know our place. Because once the control is taken away, then you have anarchy and discord. Right. Exactly, brother. That's a very good point. And to go even further into what our dear brother just enlightened us with, when we look at the word control, it's oftentimes, as Sister Akila said, a negative connotation. But when you look at the law of light, which puts the earth in motion, the sunlight shining on the earth at its equator causes it to spin at a speed of 1,037 and a third miles per hour as it makes this revolution around the sun. It is that law of light that causes motion. But with motion, there is control. Because like Brother Hakeem said, if the control mechanisms are not in place, if the earth was out of control and goes out of its orbit, then there's disaster, death, and destruction all over the planet. So as our brother so eloquently stated, anything that is moving or making motion 
must have control. It must come under the law of control. Because with motion, without control is death and destruction. You don't get behind the wheel of a car and make motion without steering the wheel to maintain control of the vehicle. So control is not a negative word when you're making motion. You don't want to be out of control because you, if you're behind the wheel of a car and you're just driving down the street with no hands on the wheel, you're bound to kill everybody out there and yourself too. So control is a good thing when you understand it from that perspective. Just like we need divine light from the sun to move the earth. Well, as we grow in our minds, light is synonymous with knowledge. But with your knowledge, you must understand how to discipline yourself to control what you're learning and to control your nature. So thank you, dear brother, for making that analogy. It's a wisdom drop on here. I'm so glad that you all defined what control is because I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in, in, in the world right now as far as what's being put out in social media. You might have seen it where you got brothers saying, if you respect, if you love and honor me as your man, you need to be bowing to me. And then you got these women thinking that's what, that's what showing respect and honor to my man is bowing to him. And I'm so glad that you all cleared up the, the misconception of what control of your woman means. It's not meant to exploit your woman. It does not mean to, to take her down to a low level. She's not your servant, she's your helpmate. And I'm so grateful that you all were able to clear that up. So now for the sisters who were so resistant to the, the being controlled by the man, they got to hear from real brothers, real men on what control looks like because you all are divinely guided by God. So then now that they've been able to discern from these brothers who thinking that controlling my woman means putting my hands on her. Controlling my woman means you can't leave the house. Controlling my woman means you can't, you know, you can't talk to your sisters and your mother because I said you can't. Well, control me going in that kitchen and cook what I said to cook right now. So I'm so glad that you were able, you you both were able to dispel those myths because that is exactly what our people think control is. Thank you for that. You know, I have a, uh, I have a. Uh, it was something that Brother Craig said when referring to control. You know, as a as a student of Minister Farrakhan and a spiritual son of Minister Farrakhan, most of, and Brother Craig can bear me witness to this, when Minister Farrakhan comes to the FOI class, he is the alpha male. And we all submit to him, even though we are men in our own right. I want the sisters to listen to this very carefully. In the man is an X chromosome. When Minister Farrakhan comes into our presence, the X chromosome in the man to another man bows to his wisdom, knowledge, strength, understanding. And he's a man like I'm a man, but his, his power of his wisdom makes me as another man submit. Why do I submit? Because I know he has control over the wisdom that I seek that will make me grow or blossom into that beautiful flower that he has become. So I don't have a problem submitting my X chromosome to a man because 
I'm a man trying to be a man who was trained by another man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was trained by God. So I think that when we allow or submit our minds to a worthy man who's worthy to be listened to, followed, obeyed, then yes, there's nothing wrong with submitting your own individual self to that man. But hell, if he not worthy to be, you know, obeyed and he not doing nothing, then no, you follow the God. But I don't suggest no woman follow a doggone fool just because he's a man. No, no, sir, no ma'am. So I just wanted to put that um, out there as well, because we have to have both dynamics. You can't just be talking so mighty and great about the woman. You got to give the, the, the other side of this coin, and which is, like sister said, what is the solution? The solution after 50 years of being disrespected, debased, objectified, we have to separate our, our mind from the colonizer's mind and get into the mind of the God who's a righteous thinking and respect for a respecter of women as well as men and children. Thank you, dear brother. Sister, um, when you were talking about men who want women to bow down to them simply because they are a man. That's a low vibration and a low level of thinking. When you talking about men who are thinking on such a low vibration, I'm just ruling a woman because I'm a man. That does not give us the authority to rule a woman because of our X chromosome. There's a parable in the Quran and brother minister Hakim, you can, I'm not going to say it right, but I'm going to sum summarize it and you can clear it up. You sisters can clear it up too. When Allah said to the prophet, take four birds and train them to incline to thee, then set them free and see if they will come back to thee. He didn't tell the birds, I am the prophet Muhammad, you must listen to me. He had to train and entreat them to incline to him. So when we're talking about controlling a woman, you can't make a woman do nothing. It is based on how you treat her that inspires her to want to love you to the point that she will willingly submit to your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, because you are a whole man. You have knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and you use the power of your being to uplift and cultivate what is divinely placed in her for you. So that comes through inspiring her. You're not gonna get her to submit to you or listen to you or allow her to be controlled by you simply because you're a man. And that's one of the things that we as men misunderstand. We misunderstand the wisdom, the knowledge quotient that's in that particular understanding of making a woman listen to you. You're not, you can't force her. You have to have knowledge. We have to grow intellectually as men, spiritually as men, and, be, and, and can govern ourselves and our lives with wisdom and compassion, you know, and mercy. That is what entreats a woman to submit to a man, not 
heavy-handed artillery. You listen to me, or I'll beat you down. Now that's that's nigga. Sh- uh, excuse me. That's nigga mess. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is that is a <laughs> sojourn in slavery. We think we gotta beat everything into submission, like we were beat into submission. But if we use our intellect and we mount up on the wings of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, that will inspire our women to love us more and then listen to us more, and they can become better help meets to us to govern and rule this earth like we are born and destined to do. Wow. <laughs> I just said, wow. <laughs> um, as I'm listening to this, it, it's also when I was thinking about the whole love, love part of loving the black woman. I think that you're kind of touching on that even in that explanation. But as men, what does it mean to love the black woman? I'm looking at you, golly, making me love you over here. <laughs> gonna edit that out. <laughs> oh, keep that in. Right on the stage to get off. <laughs> That's where we exit right now. Right, let's go. Stage left. On oh, stage left. That's it. Later, brother <laughs> minister. Um, well, love for the black woman, to me, is life. And Mm. when you understand and know who she is, then you, you can, you can just by nature understand what your responsibility toward her is. And to be honest with you, I did not know how to love my wife. I had to learn how to love her. And to be honest with you, she was the teacher and I was the student. And I would say this, selfishness is not love. I believe when a woman allows a man to to work for her he then grows a need to not having to need to work for her but to want to work for her and love how to love a black woman goes right back to what brother craig said she the woman women are created to to lean naturally toward authority but you are also naturally made to lean away from fools. To love, to me, is to, to, to live through, through a woman. How does a man live through a woman? Like again, what Brother Craig said, naturally she's made to lean toward me. You have to, you have to aspire her. You have to, uh, Show her all of what you're willing to give to her of yourself and honesty. And she will naturally lean toward you because that's how you made. You, you made like God. You, you, you are God. So naturally, as, as, as we grow as men, you grow as women, but not in that order. I believe 
totally when my when I got married to Hakeem and my wife, I, I didn't know how to love her. I thought I knew how to love, but to have a responsibility to protect, maintain, sustain a woman, it'll show you how cheap you are as a man if you can't do that. And those are obligations from the God. So to me, you're not a man unless you can maintain, sustain, protect your woman. Man, please don't get her. Leave her alone. You need to get your act together first. Thank you, brother, for what you said. And I'm just going to move right along in that same vein. Um, brother Hakeem said something that was really important, that he didn't know how to love. He learned that from his wife. We as men are not really made naturally with the supreme divine principle of love that women are made naturally from. We learn that from our mothers, first of all, because our mothers is our first teacher, first nurse, first God. So we learn from the God mother how to love, how to have compassion, how to be merciful, how to be gentle, how to be kind. If you notice your male children, they always rambunctious, they in this shit, in this stuff, excuse me. <laughs> and we'll snatch something out of another child's hand, we don't think about it, we just take it. Because naturally that masculine energy and principle, you know, sometimes it's just really, it's, it's, it, it deals with power. So the man is made to have power and dominion, but if he's not balanced, he will use his physical force to take what he wants without the thought of being merciful, kind, and loving. We learn that from our mothers first. So it's not, it's not uh, something that you said, brother, it's not abnormal for us to learn how to love from the women in our lives because they are naturally based on the principle upon which the universe was constructed, which is love. So God balances that love, mercy, kind nature of the woman with beneficence of the man and power of the man, physical strength and his desire for dominion. But it has to be balanced with the feminine principle of mercy, compassion, and love based on reciprocity and balance. So we are always as men constantly learning how to love properly from the women that we surround ourselves with, whether that be your mother, your grandmothers, your sisters, your aunts, cousins, or your wife, or the woman that you're courting. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, that's my take on that. <laughs> These are beautiful words. I want to add to that, uh, not to, well, I want to come from a feminine perspective of just in agreement with everything you all said, but to add from our perspective of that trust. And when you all, when you all do those things that you mentioned, it builds trust in us. And then we start to, I want to listen to this brother, you know, cause he's proven time and time again to be trustworthy, to be protective, to be consistent. And, and, and I'm glad you all stated that cause so many men don't understand how important consistency is with women how important it is to 
understand our nature and what we need is very, very important. And to study your woman, like you said, learn from the woman. So I just wanted to, to throw that in with, with what you all were saying. Very powerful. I'd like to add to that too. You're, you're right. Consistency is very important. And oftentimes with men, we don't always be as consistent, um, particularly when we have another mission in mind, a vision in mind. And so we, we constantly, with me personally, I'm focused, I'm so narrowly focused sometimes on things that I know that needs to get done in preparation, in my mind, for the woman that may be in my life in the future so that she don't have to be insecure, uh, have to worry about struggling or suffering. So I'll become narrowly focused to attain that goal and objective until I get to that point. And then I'll be more consistent. But um, I, I study the woman that I'm looking at as that potential to see how you know she would handle that. And um, hopefully that woman will be patient with me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. See, see Sister Z, you have to understand that the man that you need to choose or the man that you need to have in your life, is, he has to understand that God is above him. And then that's, he comes into play, and then we come into play, and then our children come to come into play. This is a hierarchy of God. And a righteous man has God as his leader, as his point, as his top. So if that man in your life does not have God as his focus, does not have God as his instructor, his leader, his guide, then he's not going to be a great provider for you. He's not going to be a great protector for you. He's not going to be a great sustainer for you. So so how does I mean how do you train men to let's talk about transition our men to get into where you guys are mentally and spiritually? How do we do that? What does that look like? Well, in order to train men to get the training that Brother Craig and I have, you first gotta come to the Nation of Islam under the FOI class. And the honorable Elijah Muhammad even uh, my teacher, our teacher, again, our teacher, Minister Farrakhan, said, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you're not right until you come into the FOI class. So if you want to get the training of how to be a man, and it's not knocking the church, but the church don't have no uh, men's class like this uh, class of the FOI. I didn't come out being this way. I was trained to be this way. The European have what is called a military but they don't teach, they teach you fight, kill, 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 where in the army of God, he only teach you to start the war and end the war with yourself. You, the war is mentally, not physically. So to me, to be trained as a man, you first gotta know what a man look like. And it goes back again to the woman. And this is what the minister told me. He said, brother, woman is not just female. Woman is an action. He said, you know what that means? I said, no, sir. He said, brother, woman is not just the physical makeup of another species of human being. Woman is a nature of a thing. You have a female. And then you have a male, but the God is a woman. 
if you understand it. Woman is what Brother Craig said, it's balance. And when you, well, if woman is balance, what is she balancing? You are balancing the mind of that which is not balanced. That's why God gave us, you all sisters, because like Craig said, he know what he focusing on. So he, he said he's narrowly focused on that because he has an aim, a purpose, a will, a goal to accomplish. But God got to give a woman to that type of mindset to bring balance and harmony, reciprocity and peace. So again, how do you become a man? You first got to submit to a man as a man. And it's, it's not just with the S chromosome, that's physical. It has to do with, do you want to be a man? Do you want to be a woman? Or do you want to be a chaotic man or woman without any laws governing you, not being controlled? And this is why the society is the way it is today is because men have not stepped up to learn, to submit, and to come under subjugation to a law, a class, and an order. Dear brother, you dropping bombs. <laughs> I'm over here, you know, being affected uh, spiritually and intellectually by what you just dropped. And that was a uh, very heavy. And I certainly appreciate a lot using your words in the manner that he did. Um, you hit some heavy points. And I think that one of the main points that you said will probably offend some of our Christian brothers, but it's not Christ that he's talking about. He's not, he's not saying that Christ doesn't have the, the power to make you a man. It is the way that we have been taught by the European in his name that makes us other than ourselves as men. The body of knowledge that we are both under the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad under Minister Farrakhan's leadership is a body of knowledge that will grow a boy into a man and a man into a God. And it is that knowledge that encompasses all the responsibilities, the discipline in the organization of self that makes a man become a divine being in order to carry out his responsibilities properly. That is the body of knowledge that all black men need to come up under. But you and I have to do it willingly. The minister said that he want all men and boys to join the FOI. So if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, then we got to go to the mountain. We got to go to our people and train them. And that is what Allah has been blessing me to do with vision walkers. Most of the brothers, practically all of them, are not Muslims or in the nation, but they are being affected by a Muslim who's under the body of knowledge of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Farrakhan. These brothers from the street, from the hoods, they were gang bangers, some of them still banging. But they are being affected by that knowledge because Allah has allowed me to take it to them. So that's why, Brother Hakeem, we got to go to them with what we have and train them on what we were given. 
and then watch them grow and develop and evolve stage by stage to become the man that God made them to be from the very beginning. But we have to go to them, sisters. We got to get to them as men. We got to get to these brothers and show them and help them to become what the God wants them to be. And you know, I like, one thing I like about this is Brother Craig strikes on a lot of points, you know, um, and you're right in everything you said. And you inspire me to want to push harder. And this is a brother talking about his brother. You know, it's, it's, it's out of love that he speaks these words to me and us who are listening to his words. And one thing about love, if you can't love your brother, you can't love your woman. Because it has to go both ways. You can't just have a certain kind of love for a woman and a certain kind of love for your brother. You, you have to love them both. And this is why I love what he said, because it touched something in me when he said, um, if the mountain don't go, or if the people don't come to the mountain or Muhammad, then Muhammad, as representative of the mountain, must go to the people. See, it goes back and forth, man and woman. It, you know, because the whole black nation is like a woman. Right, brother? Mm -hmm. Is if we must protect and respect and honor each other. And it's, the Bible says this, you could tell that they are successful. Why? Who's the they? The man and the woman. The men and the women. Because they love the brother and the sisterhood. And I don't have a problem as a man telling another man I love him. Because we could easily say that to a woman because it's natural. But right. in a European mindset, we think it's unnatural to tell another man that he love him. It's nothing uh, uh, wrong with saying that you love another man as long as it's in the laws and the parameters that God set upon in his universal reality of things and his laws. So I don't have a problem saying I love what Brother Craig said, because if I live, if I love what Brother Craig said and it came from a lovely heart, then it has to come from a lovely person. Oh, praise is due to Allah. Dear beloved, I was, you said that, and I was talking to some brothers yesterday in another part of South Carolina, and we were building a conversation. And I said to those brothers, you know, brothers, all this fighting and killing one another, it's insanity because what we're doing, if we look at the word brother, because we learned this in the nation, in the word brother, you have the word other. And our brother is our other self. So what are you doing to yourself when you kill your brother? You are killing yourself. When you harm your brother, you are harming yourself. So we built on that. And those brothers were dang near in tears, man. These are hardcore brothers, young men. They was like, man, I never looked at it that way. You know? That makes sense. I'm going to incorporate what you just said into my language and always remember that my brother is my other self. So when I'm about to blast on a nigga, I know how they talk, then that, that will come to my mind, you know, to pull back because that is my other self. So it's imperative, dear, dear brother Hakeem, brother, brothers with your particular, like the brother said in the, the white boy said in the movie, uh, Liam Neeson, he said, you have, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> from taking. About, uh, brother, with your particular set of skills balanced with the spiritual 
divinity that you have train men all over this country because yes, you can train them to fight spiritually and you definitely can train them to protect and defend and secure physically. And that is the balance that will bring order and control and reciprocity to the black communities all across America. But I mean, you know what? This brings me to the challenges because, oh my God, it's a, it's a wealth of information that has been put out. A lot of myths have been dispelled. So I want to go into our challenges. Our first challenge is to know the black woman. My brother Craig uh, stated it so eloquently. How can you protect something you don't know anything about? Learn your woman, brothers and, and sisters. It is our responsibility. Let's open up our hearts so that our brothers can even learn us. We're so closed off. A brother can't even say, good morning, sister. I don't need it. You know how we do. So we have to be open for our brothers to love us. You can't receive a gift if your hands are closed. You got to open your hand for a gift and love is a gift. Also, Control of the black woman. We have to understand control does not mean abuse. Uh, our brother Hakeem put it so eloquently, control is not abuse. It's not to lord over. We talked about manhood training and that is a must. Brother Craig, thank you for the work that you're doing in the community. Um, you stressed the loss of masculine principles and we have to as a people restore those masculine principles and we have our brothers here on this podcast who are instrumental in helping to restore those lost masculine principles we have to we have to learn not to be so selfish we think it's world according to us we have to understand that we are part of the universe we are part of a nation it's not all about us because what we do to each other is a reflection of ourselves and how we feel about ourselves we must also maintain sustain and protect the woman and that's not just the responsibility of the man it's the responsibility of the woman as well we must maintain, sustain, and protect the woman. Men, you got to learn how to love your woman. Thank you, Brother Craig, for stating that. You mentioned the term godmother. And I, I done got a whole new different understanding of godmother now. God, the mother of God. And any woman that who is of God is a godmother. So that's so powerful. Um, also, we have to balance out power and love. Both of you brothers stated that. As a people, we have to balance out the power of our men with the love of our women. We have to work together as a team. Uh, FOI training, that's a must for our young black men to restore the lost masculinity. You don't have to be a Muslim to send your son to FOI training. The FOI training is a protection for your young men. If you wanna protect them from what's going on the street, send them to FOI training, send them to brothers like Brother Craig, send them to brothers like Brother Hakeem. And last one, last challenge is let's choose order over chaos. That's the only way we're going to restore our lost nation and stop acting like somebody can't tell you something. Order over chaos. And this is why our community is where it is. It's because we choose chaos over order. Instead of choosing Jesus, who are we choosing? You know the story. Thank you all, uh, brothers. Uh, this is the point where we give you all the opportunity um, to tell everybody what you're doing, what, how they can get in contact with you. Brother Craig, I'm going to let you go first. Yes, I, um, you can get in touch with me at C-K-H-A-N-W-E-L-L -L at gmail.com. That's C-Conwell, K-H-A-N-W-E-L-L -L at gmail.com.
and I am still very involved as an FOI. I'll be that to the day I to the day I die. You know, that's that's just who what I am, thanks to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the body of knowledge that he teaches from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm also a co-founder of Vision Walkers, which is a group of young men and women who are very active in the political in, uh, arena as well, because we make sure that we stay involved, particularly in our local and statewide elections, to hold politicians accountable to the people that they say they represent. Mm. So we are very active in that, and we are creating a lot of job opportunities for our brothers and sisters from marginalized communities, and we train them in the process of how to use certain um, vehicles that the Democratic Party has to learn how to go get votes, cut turf, all that other kind of stuff. That doesn't matter here. But we also train to make our communities a safe and decent place to live. And that's why it's imperative that I bring brothers like your husband, Brother Hakeem, other brothers like Brother Mikael and other brothers in the nation of Islam who are very well trained and have and sometimes that training has not been utilized by our own nation. So I take those brothers and utilize them to train the masses of young black men who really need it because all of them are not going to go to the mosque. So we have to go to them. So, and also I have a, another business and I will only tell my spouse about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very busy and, I, uh, and I'm grateful to Allah for the blessing of life, health, and strength in this particular program. And I've been on quite a few podcasts. It's really touched me in a very deep and profound way because of the subject matter and the topic and the people that are on it. So I really appreciate you all for giving me this opportunity to be here with you today. And thank you, Sister Akila, for asking me. And I know I was long in responding, like I usually am to you, but I really appreciate you and, uh, and I'm grateful to Allah for having met you. And, and thank you for inviting me to be on your show with Sister Hakima and Brother Hakim. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would like to first thank Master Farah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and my teacher. Minister Farrakhan. I would also like to thank Sister Akila, Brother Kerry, and my wife, Hakima, for this opportunity um, to share what we have learned from Master Farah Muhammad through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and our teacher, Minister Farrakhan. I could be reached at Prince Hawk, P R I N C E H A Q Q at yahoo.com i have a temple in chicago and if you ever want to come in and participate with what we have to say you can reach out to me through the email i like brother craig and the sisters hakima and akila we are just servants and if we give our knowledge it is because we have received it. We also are students, brothers and sisters to one another. And I have, I'm always kind of leery about this, now that I have daughters. I don't want 
to leave our women in the hands of strangers outside of the black man. And if it's going to be left, if our women are going to be left to anybody, it should be someone that reflects to me, God. Again, I am honored and I thank you all for this opportunity. Brother Craig, I learned a lot today. I know I talked to my wife yesterday about some things, but it was some things you said that inspired me to make me, I'm gonna have to go back and revisit uh, what you said. It was about the mountain um, and the people. And I'm gonna revisit that, bro, because that's, that's, that touched me. It, ma it made me feel kind of guilty in a way. Let me say that, it made me feel kind of guilty. Um, not in a negative way, in a positive way. Guilt is neither negative nor positive, but it can affect you in those ways. It's, it's, it's almost like a, <laughs> as my mother said, her West Indian tongue, a licking stick. So sometimes when you hear truth like that, it put a little fire up under your backside to make you remember. And the Quran says this, do not hide the truth while you know it. And what is the it that we know? It is our responsibility and duty as men to respect, protect our black women. Thank you, brother. Uh, sister, I, I know you got getting ready to cut it off, but I just want to say this to everybody that's listening, particularly those men who will listen to this broadcast. You know, brother Hakeem and I have been very taking a very humble tone and a very spiritual tone in this broadcast. But make no mistake about it. When it comes to the protection and respect of our women, there's a fire from hell underneath that tone mm -hmm. that we all as black men must have when it comes to protecting and respecting our women. In fact about it, the reason why we catch so much hell as men is because we have been so underdeveloped and cowardly exactly. in the protection of our women and our children. You are not a man if you won't kill to respect and protect your woman because she produces your children and your future. And you ain't worth a damn if you won't kill to protect that which gives you your future into perpetuity. So make no mistake about this, the, the calmness and gentle spirit that you heard on this broadcast, that we are so kind and so sweet and so humble that we won't beat the hell out of you for the disrespect and violation of our women and our children. So with that, I greet you all. And I love you all in the greeting words of peace in our original language. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> I love it. Alaikum salam. I love it. I, 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 you know what? If anybody thought you all was weak, man, they, they, they had to rethink that at the end of this podcast <laughs> because you're right. Sometimes when you come with love, you know, our people could be so ignorant and disrespectful. We take that for weakness. 
but oh, God yeah. like that. But when God, when God unleashed the pain, <laughs> it's over with. So I just want to thank you both for uh, tuning in. I was so excited for this show, and it was so hard to facilitate this because, man, all this power on one show is such a balance of divine feminine energy with divine masculine energy. Yes, I hope you, the listeners, enjoy the, the jewel of information that you got, and I hope this was able to influence the way you look at black men from this point on and in the future. Thank you for joining us as you do every week, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.